It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also check him out on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, it's a sad, sad day in Los <laughs> Angeles. How's everybody holding up? Oh, <laughs> now I understand what you're saying. You, you, you asked me this beforehand, and I completely disassociated the fact that the Rams had lost the Super Bowl. <laughs> like, as a true person from Los Angeles, when, when you asked me that, the, my first thing went to the weather, and then, like, I completely, I completely disassociated that, that I live in Los Angeles and that the Rams just lost the Super Bowl. Uh, Which, again, I, I, I my first comment last night, I'm sorry, my first comment last night after this is that that sound you hear is all those people that were pretending to be the Rams fans for the last two weeks putting their stuff away for another two years or however long. Uh, uh, yeah, look, uh, no one is, I just think, Just once again, once again, the East Coast shows that they are superior to the West Coast. Just, just no, all that proves is that you guys have less, you have less to have your concern yourselves with. We got other things to do out here on <laughs> the very, West Coast. very true. It's very true. Uh, so coming up on today's show, we're not going to talk any more about this Rams yes. Patriots Super Bowl because I'm sure you guys are bored about, of hearing it. Instead, we're going to keep going. You're bored of watching it, to re- be honest. You're good. <laughs> that was like they were bored watching it. I didn't even well, much less hearing about it. Good yeah, lord, that's very true. Uh, instead, we're going to continue with our season uh, review. This time, we're taking a look at the Cowboys Giants game. Uh, this podcast is only going to be the uh, pregame in the first half of that Cowboys Giants matchup in Week Two. Uh, part two will come out later this week, so make sure you guys tune in for that. Um, Landon, let's go ahead and start with some of the the pregame storylines. What was the, the you know the biggest thing heading into this game for the Cowboys? Well, you know, coming off the week one loss to Carolina, uh, you know, and and I think when we talked about Carolina, w- one of the things we discussed was kind of how it felt like that week before the 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 season it felt like everything kind of was happening at once right like it was we were kind of all overwhelmed with uh, suddenly Travis Frederick's not playing uh suddenly uh, are we gonna have Zach Martin playing week one uh what I mean what is this offense gonna look like with absolutely you know minimal reps in the preseason together and so uh, I think really you know that whole first season and then going into it and having a disappointing loss and a super disappointing showing by the offense uh, I, I think all that kind of build up and, and, and you know just confusion after the game in Carolina it, it all came crashing down on Cowboys Nation as anger uh, uh, because of you know just all the different things that had gone wrong uh, uh, you know and I think 
and you, that, yeah, I went back and looked at the tweets like we always do. You put, I don't know how you find these tweets. By I, the way, it's, this it's, is this it's is very simple. To me. Advanced Twitter search. It's very simple process. <laughs> it really is not that difficult. And all I do is search our two names and see what kind of stuff we were talking about and the conversations we were having. And I thought this was a very look. If, you know, everyone knows Marcus. He has times, <laughs> uh, you know, been been prone to exaggeration i guess one would say no uh, i, I, I know true. it's not true uh but but i thought <laughs> this was very poignant i thought you know if the cowboys lose on uh, on sunday night football to the giants twitter is going to go berserk and i think it, you know that kind of though again that is very typical marcus and i'm sure he tweets something like that every week <laughs> like sure. i think it was very uh poignant on on how twitter was feeling right now i feel like there had been a lot of confusion uh, the, before week one because it just felt like a lot of different things were happening. Dan Bailey gets cut. Everyone's kind of dealing with what that means with this new cook kicker who missed his first kick, by the way, in, in right. the week one. So it was just all these so- storylines uh, that it, there was just a lot of unknown. And then week one comes and it's and it's basically worst case scenario <laughs> for all these for all these storylines. Really and now we you know so the lead up to week two was just. Uh, uh, you know, a an ocean of 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 angry takes on what was going on that that this team didn't have it together that Dak was was uh, w- that we have to get rid of Dak that we, you know, Dak we can't you know we can't resign Dak we you know we should just give up on him um, you know and I that was a very popular take it, it was a, it wasn't just yours no it was a very popular take yeah uh, and 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 I think uh, so I included some of that stuff I included you know Dak in general uh, including the uh, the tweet that someone had tweeted. Uh, it's Dak's mistake, and they're talking about one of these throws that they had made uh, to uh, Gallup when he was coming across the the, the, the field. Uh, and the throw, and someone mentioned it's Dak's mistake. He doesn't throw a good, and he is falling <laughs> behind. That has always been a story with him. And I and I pointed out that especially this week, the obvious title of Dak's memoir, according to my mentions, Dak Prescott. He doesn't throw it good. Um, <laughs> and then the only other thing I wanted to uh, I, I brought in here just because I thought it was. Uh, poignant for for our you know, our current state, kind of just to peer back into the present and, and take us out of week two, uh, was that you uh, quote tweeting a Bob Sturm uh, tweet, which said, "Though it was a real thought, it was really interesting to uh, to thought it was really interesting today that Dak said he talks to Kellen Moore and QB coach Kellen Moore. I don't know why." Oh, oh, and QB coach Kellen Moore talks to Linehan. So basically, mm-hmm. establishing that that line of communication being. Uh, Dak to more, more to Linehan, and, and Linehan doesn't speak straight to um, uh, to Dak. And you, you, and you quote tweeted saying that's strange, and it is a little bit odd. I think that they have you know, they have very clear lines of delineation, so that Linehan could. Yeah, be but focused. in retrospect, though, now it now it makes sense yeah. why they went with Calamore as the offensive coordinator, right? Absolutely, that's clearly that's clearly the guy that Dak trusted. And I him. don't think that that's just an in-game thing, too. I think that for what we hear too is that in the the realm of of you know speaking generally about the offense week to week you know i think they they take their concerns to kellen and then kellen takes uh that to to linehan so you know the loss to carolina you know dak uh, and just generally the offense offensive of concerns i think that is uh, and, uh, and it being very loud, it being la- very loud of all, just to kind of everyone assuming mm-hmm. the worst uh, that because of what happened week one, um, you know. And I think that I personally felt like it was it was it was ugly because this offense and this team needed a lot more work in the preseason to uh, to get it 
up to gear to get this offense kind of figured out that it didn't end up getting. So we just weren't sure what we were going to get week two. Yeah, and the, the last thing I want to add before we jump into the game is I think that people were rightfully to be uh, to be nervous about Prescott. In his last nine games before the Giants game, uh, Prescott had just six passing touchdowns, nine interceptions, four lost fumbles, and a passer rating of 78. Uh, I mean, the, for the last, you know, going back to the 2017 season, it's been a long time since we've seen Prescott play uh, even a good game. So I, I think... Again, I think there were a lot of people that were wondering, okay, what what's next if Prescott can't get himself out of his funk? Uh, it took a little while, but I think you know, week two, we're going to talk about it. I think Prescott obviously did enough thing, good things to to ease people's mind at least for one week in uh, Cowboys Twitter. Yeah, I mean, I think there there was a lot of context here, especially when you're talking about this week one because of everything. I mean, and and this kind of leads us into the 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 injury report, right, going into the football game. You know, even going into this game, you don't have Cole Beasley the whole week. Um, you don't have Blake Jarwin the whole week. Not that Blake, we knew anything about what Blake Jarwin could eventually become, but, uh, you know, you still got an injured, a hurt Zach Martin. You still got a a, a Tyron Smith who's banged up. Xavier Suofila hasn't even come into the equation yet, right? Like, so right, uh, right. this is still a, a, an offensive line that was suspect. And I think you know, we can go ahead and start the conversation about the, the game itself, you know, despite the fact that Dallas came out swinging big time, I, I think that some of the issues that you saw when the offense eventually did start having issues were protection issues, were uh, keeping that uh, 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 clean issues, you know, uh, but that those things were not apparent early on. I mean, Dallas came out very quickly, uh, a quick nine yards with a nice slant to, to Hearns and then a two yard uh, run to pick up the uh, the first down by Zeke, and then suddenly on the third play of the game, Tavon jumps inside of the Jackrabbit and sprints down the field. Dak puts it play after play action, puts it right over his shoulder, uh, and still I will point out not stepping up at this point, still in the back of the pocket mm-hmm. at the top of his drop, uh, and delivering a throw over his shoulder. Uh, Austin catches it and is able to basically outrun everybody um, uh, for a 64 yard touchdown. I mean basically. You could really have drawn up a more uh, a, a better reaction to what the week had provided uh, right, that, that right. week, and I think that for them to get off with a jump like that and get specifically Tavon Austin, who had been you know kind of the butt of, of a lot of different jokes about stuff, uh, was was a statement in some ways by Dak. Yeah, I remember going into this game, uh, Jerry Jones was actually kind of criticizing the, the coaching staff for not having Dak ch- take more chances down the field. And I, I remember, I think it was he had an interview on Wednesday and said, we're going to be a lot more aggressive in this game. And you saw it right away. The third play of the game was a, a, a ball to Tavon Austin down the field. I mean, Tavon's really never been known as a deep threat receiver. He's more of that gadget guy behind the line of scrimmage stuff. Uh, and then to go out there and execute that play on the third play of the game uh, it was just fantastic to see. So, I mean, you couldn't uh, couldn't ask for a better start for the Cowboys. I mean, the one thing you can't do with Tavon Austin is let him get behind you. I mean, he will out, no, he will no. outrun you if you're not going to put your hands on him or in any of those he, things. He outran the safety on that one, he too. Ran, that was he, the incredible he ran the thing. Angle, not only did he pass the whole Jenkins, thing. he ran past the safety. It was, it was just a great play by both Prescott and Tavon. Yeah, and, and, and I think that... You know, a part of it is that is what you mentioned. Austin's never been really known as a guy that got gets deep, despite having incredible speed. 
Uh, and Dak is obviously has a tendency to not throw the ball deep. So I think there was an element of surprise on both ends there. Right. Uh, uh, so I, I think that, that, you know, that played a part in there. Um, so they come out right away and score a touchdown. Dallas is up 7 nothing uh, at home. You know, crowds going nuts. I mean, basically. We got to see Brett Barr make his first kick in the NFL yeah. and made an extra point. Yeah. That was exciting. It was exciting to see, uh, see some success there, um, even if it wasn't just an extra point. <laughs> um, right away, New York. So New York gets the ball, and right away, I mean, the game plan is clear. It's going to be all OBJ and Barkley, basically. With yep. occasionally, you know, we'll get, uh, uh, you know, eventually down the road, uh, we're we're going to see some of of. Uh, some throws to the tight ends, whether it be uh, Ellison or Ingram, um, or, or you know the the non you know main threats. But uh, really, this will be the Barkley and OBJ show. And frankly, it's mostly just the OBJ. I mean, the Barkley show. I mean, OBJ is basically yeah. the the guy that ends up being kind of the the, the alternate. You know, they'll, after two or two and a half touches of Barkley, they'll they'll throw it to. to to Beckham and see what see see what he can do with it, but basically it's it's dump off and handoffs, um, and uh, and then they they have two attempts to uh, Odell Beckham one up the field where it was a little bit high, and then one that uh, was a short pass where Odell was able to convert a third down, and then they go with three straight Barkley touches in a row, and they come up short on the third down attempt. Uh, I, the only thing I was going to add on there is the Cowboys did a really good job of gang tackling in this one. I, I mean, they constantly had people flowing to the ball. Barkley is so good at making that first defender miss. Yeah, I was... So you have to rally around the ball. I think, man, almost this entire game he made that first guy miss. But the Cowboys were, uh, you know, they were very aggressive in the way they tackled. And the other note I wanted to mention, it was a, th- I think it was a fourth in inches from like the 46-yard line, maybe, I, I believe, on this drive. Um, and they decided to punt a couple drives later. We're going to find out that they didn't, they decided to be a little bit more aggressive. I thought this was a chance that they could have, uh, you know, they, they could have been aggressive here to start the game off, but they didn't. It looks like it was a fourth and one, or at least that's what it is. They don't list inches in here. So, uh, on the 48 on their own 48. Yeah, four, so that's what it was. It was fourth and inches from the 48 yeah. yard line. And they decide to punt. Yeah, and then you're right. Uh, Later on, that that becomes you know they have a drive where they convert two fourth and ones, and actually, right. it, it, and we'll talk about this. Uh, that was actually the first they converted both of them with QB sneaks, and it was the first time in eight years that Eli Manning had attempted incredible. a QB snake, and he did two on the same drive. Which still ended up in a punt. Anyways, <laughs> so uh, Eli, never yeah, retire, Eli, never, please. please never retire. Anyways, uh, the Giants uh, punt the ball right back to Dallas. Um, Dallas gets the ball uh, and again immediately goes back to work uh, with uh, four, you know, back to back to back to back chunk plays. Uh, a twelve-yard pass to Deontay Thompson, a nineteen-yard run off the left tackle to, to Zeke, a uh, a fifteen-yard run on the left off the left side on a on a jet sweep to Tavon where he gets upfield and is weaving through guys, uh, and then Dak himself takes it over the left end for fifteen yards on his own read. Uh, so they 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 get to first and ten uh, at the uh, Giants twenty-two without even having get gotten to second down yet. Um, the, you know, they basically go from the Dallas 17 to the D- New York Giants 22 in about a minute and a couple seconds. You know, about 50, on three runs. On, yeah, on I mean, three re- runs and one pass. Yeah, and so 
suddenly, you know, this offense can just do whatever it wants at will. I mean, just the contract, I just wanted to point out and stop here, just the contrast of what we were watching versus what every, like, just hours ago, what everyone believed about this offense is, is was just, it was like whiplash, you know? And then I think this, you know, I really felt like this series, these first two series, like, are very addictive, well, especially this series, was very indicative of the Cowboys' offensive uh, output overall throughout the season, right? They can do right. these chunk plays. They can find ways to move the ball. The problem is, is that, and here it is, like Zeke runs left left in for no gain. They get behind the chains. Now it's second and ten, uh, and they get three yards there, and they and they can't convert the third and five plus, right? They get they get slightly behind the chains. It, it trickles down to a third down that's not as manageable as you'd like, um, and they you know they get an, an incomplete pass to. Uh, uh, for for Zeke and and, and we're, un, we're unable to convert the third down despite having moved the ball almost at will before that uh, they get a little bit behind the chains whether it be through penalty or through uh, uh, miscue or just a, a, ne- a negative or in this case just a a, a, a no game play uh, and they get behind in the chains and they cannot convert and they have to settle for a thirty seven yard field goal which. Positive. Good to see Mar make his first field goal, uh, uh, actual field goal there. Uh, but obviously the negative is that you know they got all the way down to the re- uh, to the red zone, and then as soon as they get to the red zone, they stall out. This episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast is sponsored by Action Heat. Action Heat makes the world's best battery heated clothing. Heat on demand at the touch of a button. Control your environment with Action Heat. Action Heat clothing is engineered to safely and efficiently deliver heat via heating panels similar to those of a heated car seat. They can reach temperatures of up to 135 degrees and are powered by rechargeable 5-volt lithium-ion batteries that last up to 12 hours on a single charge. It's a perfect gift for any friend or family. It's great for anybody who works outdoors, skis, snowboards, hunts, anything like that. Anybody that hates the cold, you need to get them an Action Heat garment this Christmas season. Uh, For our listeners, we have a special deal to save 20% off your entire order. Just go to actionheat.com slash locked on to check out everything Action Heat has to offer. That's actionheat.com slash locked on or use the coupon code locked on at the checkout to save 20%. Stay toasty warm while you enjoy all your outdoor activities this winter with Action Heat, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. TurboTax experts make your moves count. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this Locked On podcast is brought to you by TurboTax. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts will make sure that they count for you. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? Well, that's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That is a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? That quite literally would be a move, or maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house, or you switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming, or maybe you just rode the stock market to the moon and back. Any of those things that you did or any other moves that you made, TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and every deduction you deserve, filing with 100% accuracy and getting you your max refund guaranteed so switch to TurboTax today make your moves they'll make them count see guaranteed details at TurboTax.com slash guarantees experts only available with TurboTax live 
All right, so a couple of points here that I want to you know just look at. Uh, first of all, Tavon Austin had the 15-yard run, but the the play on that one to watch is Ezekiel Elliott. I think it was Landon Collins just blow him up on the reverse. I mean, it was it was just an incredible hit. Yeah. Uh, but kind of as you watch that game, you kind of forget how big a part Tavon was going to be to, to this offense yeah. until he got hurt. Remember, he gets hurt in the Jacksonville game. You know that that game is coming up. Tavon was going to be he was going to have a role yeah. and I think I think as we kind of enter the offseason we think about the Cowboys receivers I still think Tavon especially now that you have Amari Cooper as your number one receiver Michael Gallup is entrenched as the number two I think Tavon has an important role in this team uh, obviously you don't want him to be a featured player but I think you know I think he is going to be an important player going forward uh, the only other thing I was going to say is uh, Cowboys had the ball second down and 10 from the 22 yard line they ran the ball to Zeke to set up a third and seven. Uh, on the season, the Cowboys were wor- one of the worst teams at running the ball on second and ten and then not converting on third down. Going forward, hopefully with Kellen Moore, we see them maybe open the, the offense up a little bit more, try to be more aggressive on second and tens because you know most of the time, even a, a successful run on second and ten getting five yards, it's still going to put you in a, a you know third down. You you don't want that in the NFL. You want to try to avoid third down as much as possible. Uh, so just something to kind of remember as we go through some of these you know games in the next couple of weeks. I feel like second and ten is really where they like they really were trying to avoid that the most. You know it's because it just feels oh, it, it just feels like you know one of the reasons they didn't attempt a lot of first down and ten passes or at least difficult first down and 10 passes is because when they get to second and 10, it's like they don't have a good play call because here's what they don't want to do. They don't want to go throwing the ball from second and 10, have a third incompletion, and then go third and 10 and now have to throw the ball a third time and then come which out of the drive. No, which Well, I mean, just because they, I think they don't want to walk out of a drive where they didn't give Ezekiel Elliott a handoff. And I think that's not necessarily like the best way to construct drives to worry about you know that like I think we have to feed Zeke that you know yeah. you, you don't want to get in that mentality no, you want to do whatever I think best Zeke for your is fantastic in that there is lots of of uh, of reasons to give Zeke the ball but but the, this need to like make sure that he has he carries it every single drive or bust I mean I think I'd rather get the first down. You know, like sure, so. absolutely. Uh, all right, moving on. Um, uh, o- Odell Beckham Jr. gets a slant in front of a woozy for twelve, uh, and then Jalen uh, Smith runs Barkley out wide on the sideline for a tackle for loss. Read that again. I'm gonna and I will read it again. Notes. Thank you. Jalen Smith. <laughs> ran Barkley out wide to the sideline for a tackle for loss. Now, again, I'd like to put in the context that, you know, I had been to training camp, so I had seen Jalen all throughout training camp. I, I knew where he was. like, But I feel like for a lot of other people that were still unsure about what Jalen was and where he was at his, this point in his recovery, this was a watershed moment. I mean, that was an incredible oh, play. I mean, he pulled the he diagnosed, pulled the trigger, got through traffic, w- it took an angle that Barkley couldn't keep up with, and Barkley basically had to run himself out of bound for a, a tackle for loss. Uh, I, you know, I was thinking about that play. You know, up until that point of his career, that was probably his best play, right? I mean, I can't think of another play that was better. Uh, and that just kind of shows you where we were at with Jalen. We were, we were, we were so impressed by that play that uh, yeah, I remember talking about it the next day in the podcast. But as the season kind of goes along. 
that ended up kind of just looking like a routine play from Jalen. Uh, so it's just incredible how much things have changed yeah, in the last two uh, years. That's what I was going to say. I would classify it more as I, I think that was the f- one of the plays that had really brought into the idea, okay, he's back. Like Because I think he had made plays even when he was not back. You know what I'm saying, but I think that sure. I think that you're right. Like that was one that, and then this wasn't in a game, but uh, you know I was out at training camp that day where he and this got much you know publicized in, uh, in, in, in the Twitter and stuff where he ran up the seam with with Beasley uh, step for yes. step and then caused a tackle for loss like 40 yards down the field from middle linebacker spot. Right. Uh, yeah, I think those two spots stick out as like yeah, that's that's Jalen Smith from college. Um, the next play after uh, they can't, they can't recover from the tackle from loss. Uh, Gal, uh, they, there's a dump off to Galman who comes up short on a third and thirteen, uh, and then they punt again. Um, and, and I think you had a note there on that, <laughs> which is uh, just another another missed tackle by Sean Lee. I mean, we talked about this last week with the Carolina game. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did not play that well in this game or in, in week one. You started to see more of the same from Sean Lee, it, missing tackles on guys that he should never miss tackles against. Uh, this is Wayne Gallman in the in the middle of the field. Just something in hindsight, it's easy to see. Oh man, the signs were there that that Sean Lee wasn't the same player. But in real time, we we really didn't have those thoughts. Yeah, and uh, we I think at the time we were still kind of trying to believe it was Russ because he basically played no snaps in the in the preseason. Yeah, I don't even know if he did. I, I think he kind of, if I'm not mistaken, he may not have gotten a single snap. Yeah. Um, so uh, Cowboys get the ball back. Uh, first uh, snap is the Looney snaps it too low. Dak picks it up and, and completes a slant uh, to Thompson. I just thought that was really impressive and worth noting. that It just felt like he was very comfortable, very calm, picked up the, the – something that you see Romo do all the time. Just pick up a, dro- a, a dropped uh, snap and picks up and just completes the pass calmly. And then it was followed by maybe the greatest three-yard run in Zeke's career. I almost wanted to put the maybe <laughs> – I wanted to put maybe the greatest three-yard run in history because it, it's just ridiculous. Like, well, what was Marion Barber's – it was a Marion Barber's two-yard run against the, the Patriots. Yeah, that, that one's yeah. – yeah, that's pretty That's pretty good too. And, and We've had some pretty memorable – Unsignificant and Romo's <laughs> Romo's nine yarder against the Rams when he was pretty that good was too, pretty yeah. amazing too. So, but this one just looked it's just a, such a small gain, but it was in, so impressive how he got the two yards. Mm. It's just all balance and will, you know. It's 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 just it's it's in, it's it's incredible, really. Um, uh, I, I just it was it was really just so impressive to see him take the hits in the backfield keep his balance and then he dragged 94 for another 2 yards for a third down for 3 yard gain uh it was just impressive well i was going to say in this game too the giants were hitting like Landon collins was yeah. flying down Both the defenses end of the box were really he, hitting i mean and, and, and yeah, it was a physical game and you and you're talking about wrapping up i think you know Part of the reason that Barkley was not able to get away at times is even though he was breaking tackles, he was getting hit so violently that it was yeah, stopping. He was stopping his momentum, and that by the time even he was able to get momentum going again, uh, the the troops were rallying to him. So, and this was happening on both sides of the ball for sure. Uh, Dak converts a third and two with what I'll call a split zone read. It's just a formation. This is a thing that they stopped running after a while, which I I don't know why, but it's a zone read. Well, I wonder. I wonder if 
Dak hurt his ankle like midway through the season. Then we kind of stopped seeing this for a little bit. But they are certainly a better team when he's running the it's ball. It's interesting, too. That they, I mean, it's not even just the zone read, but the split zone read where they bring the tight end across formation. It also feels like every time they do that, he does not follow the tight end block. Have you noticed no. that? He always cuts it upfield. So uh, I, I wonder if that's just something that, like, maybe that's... It could be by design. Yeah, though, I mean, that could be. It could be try to get, get defenders overflowing, thinking he's going outside and then cutting it upfield. So I, I don't know. But um, they uh, don't get initial yardage on first down, and then they miss two straight nine routes uh, uh, up the field. Gallup's on the third down looked like it was... Probably a drop. I mean, he had his hands on the ball and both feet inbounds. It was a dime by Prescott. It really, it <laughs> it really, really was, was a good throw. Um, but, you know, I, it was interesting, too, even though that was a, a beautiful throw. The first one was was not as good. But, um, you know, this was these two are the start of a four straight incompletion, at least three straight incompletions for, for Dak. I mean, he had periods in this game where he went without a, a completion for a while, and part of it was you know, not help from the receivers, and part of it was him. But I think that was the difference in in uh, in, in kind of this game getting pulled away from, and 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 this game kind of lingering on as it does, uh, allowing the Giants to get back in the game by scoring late in the game. But spoiler alert! Um, <laughs> so uh, you know, we we end up kicking the ball back to them, um, and the 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 next three and out is what I refer to as the Taco Charlton drive, even though you know it wasn't. <laughs> Taco Charlton got two very lucky plays in front of him, frankly. Uh, one where uh, he tackled Barkley for a loss after Barkley slipped on the turf and he was there in front of him. And then the next play on third down when he basically was unblocked and and, and uh, sacked Eli Manning for uh, his only sack of the his season. His only sack of the season, a 13-yard loss. Uh, yeah, uh, so that yeah. was, I mean, you put on that tape and he's he's... <laughs> well on his way, guys. So, um, uh, just forget about the rest of the season. Yeah, that, you know, it just gets well, better. He, Don't he worry shut about it down it. after week two. <laughs> um, so after a holding on 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 punt return team, we get pushed back a little bit. Uh, Dallas's offense begins to lose steam. Um, protection has become an issue. They start to get pressure on the quarterback. Dal- uh, Dak sandwiched two incompletions around a three-yard run with the side of punt, and they call it the three-and-out <laughs> platter, and it's gross-tasting. Uh, uh, another second-and-ten run that only gets three yards, and the Cowboys are now in the third and long. Just just kind of noting, again, when the Cowboys have to run on second or when they choose to run on second down, it normally uh, per- you know, indicates some failure is going to come on the offense. So here I think are just pause. Right, real quick, we're we're second halfway through the first quarter. Yeah, we're almost at the end of the first quarter. Um, no, we're we're past the first quarter. Sorry, yeah, we're, uh, past, so we're, we're, we're in the second quarter. Um, so we're you know we a game and a quarter in right, and I think right now the themes that are going to be coming back or at least have started to come back for me so far are what we've just talked about, right? Uh, issues with avoiding second and ten, and then not knowing what to do with the second and ten. Right, um, right, and then I, I think the other thing too is seeing that they have these plays in the playbook, and they just have stopped. They stopped using them. You know, the the, the stuff that we want to see out of this offense, it's in the book. It's in the it's in ink. They just don't use for whatever it. reason. They just, yeah, they go away from it. it. Yeah, they, you know that. Like for example, the split. You know, the split zone run with Prescott. They probably should be running that four or five times a game until a team proves that they're going to, you know, actually try to stop Dak there. Because until uh, they take defenders out of the box to try to stop Prescott, I'm running that play 
all the time. I mean, teams are so conscious about Zeke beating them uh, that they're fine letting Prescott scramble and try to make a play in the open field. Especially since he's been so good at protecting himself. He clearly has such a great understanding of when to slide and and even giving up a little bit early, which I'm okay with, you know, because he's he's protecting himself. So, you know, I I feel like they they need to be mixing it in more. And I think second down to 10 seems like it seems like these two problems should be related, right? They should be running this play on second down at 10. Like, they should be oh, they should be running. Or first down. Yeah, or, I mean, or, 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 first or down running so play action off the second Yeah, time. I mean, just like, I, I don't know. It's it, th- This is my issue again. Like, And I think that, you know, some people look, and if I go back and I look at what we were talking about in the preseason about this offense, I don't feel like I was wrong about stuff. I just feel like they they had it in the offensive oh, game yeah, plan. Absolutely. They just didn't do any of it, which is, that's what's right. frustrating. So uh, That's almost more frustrating than not having the yeah, plays in the playbook, Yeah, it's right? that they've got it and they're just not calling it. It's like, that's frustrating. So, uh, Eli and New York starting to feel, we got to move through this, but Eli and New York starting to feel desperate. They start chipping away gently with dump offs. I mean, at this point there's you know um uh this is this is oh this is the drive where they do the back-to-back fourth and one drive so they're under 13 Mm -hmm. minutes left in the half um they they are just chipping away with short stuff short stuff short stuff and then getting to fourth and ones and then qb sneak like i said first time in eight years they do two of them on this drive but both of both drives are the same where they they get short stuff short stuff short stuff fourth and one uh you know they even survive an antoine wood sack for three yards uh and get it to fourth and one sneak convert then finally on a first and ten Kayvon frazier gets a big 11 yard sack on 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 uh eli manning uh and they are they're the ones who can't uh, make up the difference in the uh in the in the lost yard as they get behind the sticks they try to pick up 13 yards from ingram and the incomplete pass to odell beckham and then on fourth and eight they obviously they're on their own 49 they decide not to go for it obviously they punt it away um but it was yeah, and and I think it's kind of crazy to see Kayvon Frazier's name even in here, right? You know, on right. on a defensive play because he just became such a pariah on the defense later on in the season. Uh, it was a really impressive drive by the Giants. Eleven plays for twenty three yards took up six minutes of the clock, and you didn't even cross midfield. Well done, Giants. <laughs> a lot of plays and a lot of play time, uh, but but as far as like efficiency and scoring, it's uh, it's it's really not the best, guys. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Dallas gets the ball back. Uh, Smith puts him in a hole a little bit early with a false start. So this now f- first and fourteen on the Dallas five. Zeke gets a nice seven yard run, cutting it up the field, um, and then Dak was able to com- uh, complete a short pass to. Uh, R.I.P. Terrence Williams because we don't hear yeah, so we don't hear much. I, miss, from him I kind of miss this. Terrence Williams. He, I thought he played okay in this game. He was he fine. Was fine. Um, so they get they convert. They get first and ten. Zeke runs five yards. Uh, they set up second and five. Uh, they get through a series of incompletions, three straight. They get to third and ten. Um, but but what on the, uh, the oh sorry for the first the incompletion was a they get saved by a B.W. Webb uh, hold on Cole. He grabbed his. Jersey is just trying to separate. Mm-hmm. Cole, yep. Cole was mad about that, too. Uh, so then they get two more incompletions. Uh, so they face a third and ten. Uh, to And basically Dak dumps it off to uh, Zeke, and they get nothing. So, uh, again, you know, like getting behind, a little bit behind on the on the, on the the chains, and they, they can't continue on. They, they don't have an answer there, you know, this, the, the dreaded second and ten. They don't know what to do there. Uh 
New York. I, I was just going to add, add in really yeah. quickly. Uh, we kind of forget about this in the game, but Chris Jones had a really good game in this he one. He did, uh, yeah. This was, it was his second, his second punt that was downed inside the 15-yard line. He Once we get to the, the second half of this game, he really becomes the difference in this mm-hmm. game because he ends up putting the Giants back in their own territory a few different times uh, and really flips the field position. It becomes so just something a whole, to kind of remember as we go it forward. It becomes a whole field position battle. The whole game does. And, yes, it's right. a very good point. He, he really was the weapon that ended up holding it. Um, and then New York's last drive for the first half, uh, started at their own 20 with some promise. They were able to get Ingram the ball in the short middle, eight yards. Uh, they went Barkley off left tackle uh, for 10 yards. Um, you know, uh, then they after a couple an incompletion to Sterling Shepard, uh, uh, they were they got another nine on a completion to Saquon Barkley again breaking tackles. You know, uh, that shouldn't have happened. Jeff Heath had, Heath had him dead to right. Yeah, it should have been a yeah. loss. Yeah, uh, Jalen able to save him just short of the of the, the marker, but then you know Barkley gets two yards to convert, and then again, uh, uh, which kind of happened earlier with Kayvon Frazier. They get to a first to ten around midfield, and Manning they they tried some deep stuff, and Manning gets sacked by Demarcus Lawrence off of a blitz, a slot blitz, which they really were struggling with throughout the game. It seems like, uh, and so they take a timeout because there's under a minute. Um, they get a short five yard pass off to Sterling Shepard, uh, and then uh, basically it's third and fourteen with like twenty seconds left. So they you know complete a short. Short pass, or they, they they try to throw a short pass to Barkley, and it's it's not going anywhere. They punt the ball away with 15 seconds left, and that's basically the half. Uh, Dak Prescott gets the ball, we kneel it. Uh, I, I think you know just to kind of sum uh, tie it up before we move on to the next episode, uh, we'll, we'll feature the second half and, and kind of the post game stuff. Um, going into the half, I mean, I feel like it, it, you have to be happy as a Cowboy fan, especially where you came from before this game, uh, of what you saw. I mean, they, they at least scored some points. Yeah, the offense faltered a little bit at the end, but, I mean, you get a touchdown right away on a deep pass uh, and another drive that got them inside the scoring range uh, and you're able to put points up uh, for a team that, uh, you know, didn't score very many points the previous week to, to get 10 points early uh, was something at least. So, uh, what are your final thoughts? And then let's let's head on out of here. Yeah, overall, I mean, not the the most you know the best played half, but you had to feel pretty good going into halftime, right? The Cowboys were basically able to shut down Barkley both on the ground and in the passing game. Uh, Odell Beckham didn't have a big effect at this time. I, I remember feeling really good about their defense because we're now through what, six quarters, and they've given up 16 combined points. Uh, felt pretty good about this one going into halftime. I think that's it. Uh, we'll uh, join back uh, tomorrow, right, for uh, part two, Marcus? Yeah, absolutely. So thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you follow Layden at McCoolBCB. Make sure you check him out on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Uh, you can follow the show at Locked on Cowboys. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you guys next time. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. 
If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.